Good morning. Good to see you all. We're in our third week of looking at the book of Colossians. In the first two weeks, we looked at living worthy lives because of the reconciling work of Jesus Christ. You remember that Pastor Nancy taught us about that last week, about the reconciling work of Christ and the fact that we live worthy lives because of it. Today, we look at the second chapter of the book where we are encouraged to hold fast, to stay rooted and built up in Jesus, and to be established in the faith. It's a reminder that Christ is the head of all things, and that we have come to faith solely because of what Christ has done for us. Paul writes of the difference that has occurred between the way we were without Christ and the reality of who we are through him. God has raised Christ from the dead, so that we would not be left in our sins, in our old way of doing things. Now, because of Christ, we are forgiven and made alive, thanks be to God. The second chapter of the book is about staying grounded in the reality that we are saved from our old way of doing things. Paul also takes the second chapter to go into more depth about false teaching. There were many Worldly teachings being developed which attempted to combine faith in Christ with extra-biblical knowledge and man-made principles. And Paul's encouragement is to stay focused and not to be pulled or swayed to these erroneous ways of thinking. In other words, we should be rooted in Christ. But what does this mean? How do we stay rooted in Christ and build up in him alone? The action of being rooted in Christ happens in an instant when we give our lives to God. The continuing action of those roots growing deeper and deeper happens continuously as we continue to listen and obey the Holy Spirit in our lives. Do you remember when you first gave your life to Christ? When we came to a place in our lives where we understood that we are sinners and needed a Savior, that's the moment when we were first rooted in him. When we come to that place where we recognize that my life is out of control and I need God more than I need anything else, when we repent of our sin, put our faith in God, believing that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, when we willfully put our faith in God, something dramatic happens in our lives. God in his mercy and grace in an instant of time cleanses us removes that heart that is diseased by sin and selfishness and puts into us a new heart, a heart that beats for him. Jesus Christ, through the Holy Spirit, roots within us. So when we are saved from our sins, we are like a tree. God plants within us his spirit, the very spirit of Jesus Christ. And as this new relationship begins to grow, those roots begin to take hold of our hearts. And as we continue to grow, those roots continue to find new areas to take hold of. A man by the name of Parnell Bailey visited an orange grove where an irrigation pump had broken down. The season was unusually dry and some of the trees were beginning to die for lack of water. The man giving the tour then took Bailey to his own orchard where irrigation was used sparingly. These trees, he said, could go without rain for another two weeks. You see, when they were young, I frequently kept water from them. 
this hardship had caused them to send their roots deeper into the soil in search of moisture. Now mine are the deepest rooted trees in the area. While others are being scorched by the sun, these are finding moisture at a greater depth. Plants, as you may have already heard or read in your own reading of the Bible, are used as a recurring metaphor about the spiritual growth and our relationship with Jesus throughout the Bible. Here are a few other Bible verses which use the symbolism of plants and roots to convey what the advantages are of being rooted in Christ. First, from Jeremiah 17, verses 7 and 8. But blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence is in him. They will be like a tree planted by the water that sends out its roots by the stream. It does not fear when heat comes. Its leaves are always green. It has no worries in a year of drought and never fails to bear fruit. And from John chapter 15, verse 5, I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. And Ephesians 3, verses 16 through 19. I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power, together with all of the Lord's holy people, to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ. The use of plants and roots in these instances are symbolic of our connection to Christ and the necessity of it. The advantages of being rooted and what happens if we're not rooted in Christ and are rooted in something else. Perhaps that is because the metaphor speaks of life itself. If something is not rooted, then it is not connected to a source of life that can bring nutrients and water the stuff that is necessary for life to the plant or the tree. It's like that with our spiritual lives as well. If we are not rooted, if we are not planted and our roots are not going down deep into the rich soil of faith, we will not have success or have only limited access to the life-giving properties of a relationship with God through Jesus Christ by the power of the Holy Spirit. The following Bible verses touch on what happens to us if we are not well-rooted. From Matthew 3, verse 10, The axe is already at the root of the trees, and every tree that does not produce good fruit will be cut down and thrown into the fire. And from Mark 4, 6, or Matthew 13, 6, But when the sun came up, the plants were scorched, and they withered because they had no root. Mark 4, 17, and Matthew 13, 21. But since they have no root, they last only a short time. When trouble or persecution comes because of the word, they quickly fall away. And lastly, from Hebrews chapter 12, verse 15. See to it that no one falls short of the grace of God, and that no bitter root grows up to cause trouble and defile many. Not only are we to be rooted in Christ, we are to be raised or built up in him as well. 
It's one thing to have roots. It's another to grow into the fullness that God intends. The starting point of growing up into Christ is to have those roots that go down deep, but it's just a starting point. Paul encourages us to continually grow in our understanding of God and all things spiritual. And there is a reason he speaks directly to being raised up or built up in him. And that's because the Colossians are being hit head on with false teaching. He says in verse 8, Don't let anyone capture you with empty philosophies and high-sounding nonsense that come from human thinking and from the spiritual powers of this world rather than from Christ. These false teachings threaten to confuse the church and make it difficult to stay centered on the teachings they had already received. In short, it threatened to keep the Colossians from being built up in Christ. One of those false teachings was that if one was not circumcised, one was missing out on the fullness of God's grace. But Paul writes to refute this proposition. He says that when one accepted Christ, there was already a circumcision done, one of the heart and the old way of life. In verse 11 he says, when you came to Christ, you were circumcised, but not by a physical procedure. Christ performed a spiritual circumcision, the cutting away of your sinful nature. If receiving Christ had already served as the circumcision necessary, then there was no need for the physical procedure. These false teachings were based in human ways of thinking, adding to the gospel instead of letting the gospel stand on its own. Paul wanted to be sure the Colossians were not being sidetracked from the plain truth of Jesus Christ, that they were being built up in a correct understanding of the sufficiency of God's grace made plain in Jesus. So what does it mean to be rooted in Christ? Essentially, it means you are wholly dependent upon Jesus. You have placed your complete self and your complete trust in Christ your Lord and Savior, and you draw on him in every part of your life for everything you may ever want or need. When you are rooted in Christ, he is the center of your life. Everything you do revolves around him. Your faith bleeds into all other areas of your life. Even when you are relaxing, you are aware of the presence and favor of God in your life. Do you have a relationship like that? One in which you are completely dependent upon Jesus? What can you do right now? What one small thing could you do to be more deeply rooted in Christ? Is there an area of your life that you need to turn over to him? How much deeper could your roots go? And again, how much more could you be raised up or built up with Christ? It may take some soul searching, but it may prove to be very helpful in your walk of faith. Listen to Paul's encouragement in verse 12. For you were buried with Christ when you were baptized, and with him you were raised to new life because you trusted the mighty power of God who raised Christ from the dead. Listen to the truth Paul lays out as he continues, and here is where our roots can go deep, starting in verse 13. 
You were dead because of your sins and because your sinful nature was not yet cut away. Then God made you alive with Christ, for he forgave all our sins. He canceled the record of the charges against us and took it away by nailing it to the cross. These are fundamental truths for all Christians. They are the truths which keep us securely connected to Jesus. They are the nutrients we need to live a well-rooted life. Have you ever wondered why or how a Christian can live a life of worry with doubts and fears even though one is saved? It's because the roots don't go down deep enough to sustain the believer during times when things are tough. Perhaps that believer stops attending church instead of hunkering down and wading through things. Well, we should expect this to occur occasionally because as we said several weeks ago, living the Christian life isn't always easy and I know you know that. We will all be tested and it won't always be comfortable for us. There will be times when we have to rely on our deep roots to see us through. But what happens if they are not? We begin to doubt instead of believe. We begin to worry instead of wait on the Lord. We may begin to lose our nerve. However, the Christian who has cultivated a strong relationship with God will be able to withstand the pressures of this world and maybe even a crisis of their own faith. It makes sense to have our roots go down deep. Then, as we are built up in him, we will begin to see our faith not as a sprint, but as a marathon, having the stamina we need to win the race. What's more, we don't have to rely on ourselves. We need only rely on the cross. So, one more time, I ask you this question. How far down do your roots go? Paul says, let your roots grow down into him and let your lives be built on him. Then your faith will grow strong in the truth you were taught and you will overflow with thankfulness. Let's be sure to look only to Christ to keep us grounded in the faith. Let's stay firmly planted in the truth of Jesus, who through the cross gave us all we need to remain faithful. Let's be built up in him and him alone. And when the storms of life come up, as they will, we will remain strong. We say along with Paul, thanks be to God for what he has done for us in Jesus Christ.